Welcome back to another episode of Cut Talk, Cut Talk Podcast. Uh, I'm here with Ivana again. We're back, Ivana. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm she, glad to be here again. She's back. Yes. Today, today we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit more of a broader conversation. You know, she introduced herself last time. We talked a little personally, but today we're gonna cover some topics. And we were talking about religion earlier, you know, not not to offend anybody's religion, respect to everybody's beliefs and whatever you believe you have the right to. You know, we just have our own beliefs. You know, me personally, I go by the belief that there is a God, you know, uh, whether he has a name or not. I'm not too sure, you know, but I do feel that there is some almighty higher power being because there's been times in my life where. I felt really down or like I felt like life was over and some there was something in my brain or, you know, my mom is very religious. So she would tell me just say a prayer. And sometimes just saying a prayer to yourself is a form of medication and medication, meditation, not medication. I mean, I guess it's medicine, too, but uh, meditation in itself. So uh, I feel like prayer isn't bad and it doesn't necessarily have to be tied to religion, but sometimes just speaking to yourself and saying, you know, like, you know, uh, I need guidance, you know, just saying that to yourself, just hearing yourself say those words sometimes helps to manifest a better attitude and a better outcome in some situations. How about you, Yvonne? You want to share your beliefs? Uh, my belief is almost the same. Uh, you know, I do believe there is somebody up there and there is a higher being watching over us. And, you know, we have to come from somewhere. If you think of science, of course, Big Bang covers that, but I feel like there's something else other than that out there, and I have a heavy belief that if there's good, there's evil. There has to be two to make that equal balance in life. That's what everything is about, and I feel like piggybacking off of what you said, that prayer is a sh like sort of a medication. I feel like when you tell yourself you're going to be good, you know, you find a scripture that really, you know, hits the spot for your day that really kind of touches with whatever you're going through. It can really make you feel like, you know, you could you could do it all. It's healed. But I feel like that's more of a placebo effect moving forward and using scriptures as, you know, medic, you know, medication. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with people like having some hope, you know, because I've heard. I've heard a lot of conversations about religion, and uh, one thing that I did notice that I that I do agree with kind of is, like, I feel like sometimes people default to religion because they're afraid of death, and it's like you're scared that when you die, there's going to be nothing, so you'd rather live with this belief that if you're, you know, if you're not a sinner, if you're sanctified, if you live life the right way, you know, if you repent and all that, then you'll pass away and you'll make it to this special magic place in the sky called heaven and god will accept you with open arms and you'll be okay and and for some people it's like it's necessary or else they'll go crazy you know what i'm saying like they'll kind of like be like oh shit well if there's no heaven then then where am i going you know what's life for you know it has to be something you know so i think that that misunderstanding of life and the fact that death is such a big question especially for humans because we're mortal you know there's no immortality everybody passes away everybody has to go at some point so i feel like like that's an uncomfortable thought like me personally i've i've sat and thought about it and it just gives me anxiety to even think that you know that i might die one day but it's like that's something you have to accept with life and it's like eventually 
you come to terms with the fact that you just enjoy the moment of your life, you know, and just being a good person should be your goal at the end of the day. You know, you should try to be uh, impactful in many people's lives as, as much as possible, you know, and, and kind of just spread the message of, of being a decent human being versus being like passing judgment. I feel like some people get so tied up in the religion that they tend to judge people and especially there's certain religions that are like gangs Definitely. and they beef with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they kind of like, oh, you're, you're this religion, you know, you know, I, I don't think Jews and Christians get along, you know, like that's a big thing right there. So it's like, there's certain religions that cancel each other out. But the ironic part is most religions, if you take away all the characters, if you take away all the details and just look at them for what they are, they're very similar. You know, it's like, there's, there's the one and then there's prophets and then there's, you know, there's stories and then there's miracles and there's certain things that defy logic, you know, like resurrection, like, uh, you know, like the burning bush, things like that, where it's like there's stories where it's like, oh, this is this is one of the benchmarks of our religion is the fact that this happened. And, you know, it makes us sacred. And it's like, oh, yeah, you have to, you know, like Muslims, they got to pray five times a day in the direction of Mecca. Uh, Jews, you know, they have to go to service every Saturday, I believe it is. I'm not sure. I'm not too familiar with too many religions, but I know a little about little bit about them all. And it's like uh, me being a former Catholic, you know, raised Catholic in a Catholic church. Uh, I feel like going to church is what made me not religious because, like, I would be in Sunday school and there would be a, a group of kids. And it's like they just, you know, the parents are in the main room, whatever, doing their Bible, their thing, whatever. And we're over here on the side doing Bible study which is basically like you read a chapter or a verse and then you color a page that's like an illustration. So it was like, to me, it was like a game. Like it wasn't being treated seriously and the kids weren't being treated with wow. respect. Yeah, so I it feel was like, like uh-huh, go ahead. Oh, sorry to piggyback off of that real fast to cut you off, but it's uh to groom you. Uh, mm-hmm. That stuff is to just groom you and to get you like used to uh, religion. It's kind of, to basically hey you know god is like one of us you know he's a friend Mm. he's 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 you know colorful he's all these things and you know he loves these things that you like and it makes you have this mindset like oh crap dude like god is like me like he's exactly like who i am and he likes the little kid games and little things that you know exist that i do and you get used to him so you color you watch stuff like you know veggie tales is a big part of uh you know <laughs> yeah. for, for me yeah. for church i would watch veggie tales you know that stuff uh there's like little pamphlets you would get the jehovah witnesses would pass out i don't know mm. about other religions but they give out pamphlets as well but they will always have like kids in the afterlife with their parents everything seems so perfect and nice you know things that make you feel like cozy inside like a, a better life after this you know what is it like earth is green everything mm. is fully restored sheeps you know funny little cute animals things that make you feel like as a child wow you know i wouldn't mind looking forward to something like that if this means it's a better lifestyle so i feel like all that stuff is just like pre-game like to the grooming to get you more illustrated and comfortable with religion and god itself so you don't fight it as much you know you're weak to fighting you know off religion if you feel so cozy with it at a young age you're you know you're less likely to defect uh when you're older if it's part of your mainstream everyday life yeah for sure and me like 
in my experience too, like speaking of the Jehovah Witnesses, I remember me growing up as a Catholic, like my mom and my dad, they always looked at them like evangelists, you know, people that are trying to spread their religion and like trying so hard to get people to convert over to their side, you know, and I remember like in the morning on the weekends, they would be passing down the block and they would get to, you know, they would go and knock on people's doors and I remember it'd be like a fucking spy mission when, <laughs> when they would come by, like, my mom would be like, yo, yo, they're coming, like, close the curtains, turn the lights off, like, get down, like, don't let them see you through the windows or else they're gonna know we're ignoring them and stuff. And it's like, you know, it's it's funny how how people are so, like, you know, with their religion, they're so, like, stuck to it. But when it comes to others' religions, they're, like, the complete opposite. They're like, no, no, we don't want nothing to do with those people, you know. Of course, there's some that are just open-minded and they just, they're like, oh, well, even though you're doing this, Jesus still loves you, you know. But it's like, oh, uh, uh, it's just funny how there's that. And speaking of VeggieTales, there was also this show back in the days. I don't know if anybody in the audience knows, but it was called The Book of Virtue. And I remember watching it as a kid, and it was like just animal. It was like a bootleg version of Winnie the Pooh. Like there was this bison, there was a tiger. It's just funny. You can look it up on Google, The Book of Virtue. And it was as a kid, I was watching this like a cartoon. But then as I got older, I realized that it was like stories in the Bible that were being recreated uh, for children, which was like, oh yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna translate this complicated scripture into simple ideas that kids can like relate to. You know what I'm saying? And that's like. And there's nothing wrong with, with, like, having those beliefs. And especially, like, you know, there's certain, there's certain virtues that every religion has. Like, in Christianity, there's the Ten Commandments, you know, which is, like, what, uh, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal from thy neighbor, you know, a couple, few things. I don't know the rest of them. But, you know, like, those are not bad things to live by. So, it's, like, it doesn't make you a bad person or anything. But when you get, I feel like the people who really turn others away from religion are the ones that use the religion to manipulate others because then it's like uh some people fall for it you know like we're kind of saying how in a way religion or you know like it can be a cult it can be uh perceived as a cult if you just look at it in a certain way it's like yeah you just have you have this leader or you know most of the times there's a pastor who's in charge of service every time you know every sunday he's the guy that gets up there in front of the stage and essentially puts on the performance you know he says something everybody says amen he sings a song everybody follows, you know, you get the hallelujahs, all that stuff. But I just wanted to share a story because right now it's funny because right here, you know, up the block from me, there's a church and the pastor lives across the street from the church. And it's crazy because this guy has no shame. Like he he has two he has like two old school, like probably 60s, 1960s, 1950s Rolls Royces. And one of them is straight gold plated like this shit looks like a, a car out of a movie, like a golden right. Rolls Royce with the angel, whatever the angel's name is, floating on the front, and then he has a black one, and then he has a speedboat, and then he has, like, two trucks. And it's so obvious to me being like, oh, what the fuck? This guy's obviously using church money to of buy course. this. Of course. They yeah, live like the he... best, Raul. They live the best. Uh, They live off of your donations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like they said, that that's an organization that's tax-free. So, of course, it's such an easy thing to use to manipulate other people to give that $5, you know, God is watching. God loves a person that's, you know, they love to spread their wellness and give back to the community. They are their community. They are the community. Them themselves. They live so good. They never had to go a day where they had to break bread and be like to suffer and have their family ever have to go on welfare. They don't know a day about the regular people that they take the money from. 
but they know that they live well and they, they're not like you said they're not afraid to flaunt that they want you to know that look you know that five dollars you donated that got me that haircut that new tub in jail and my my kids that new pair of shoes for school yeah they don't care bro they don't care they never do it's it's a personal gain it's an easy job it's like being a con man by the way too a lot of people who are in positions of power like that who are coming off to the community a lot of people uh predators you know people who are predators like to hide themselves like that as well you know, I know that's a touchy topic for some people, but, you know, there's a lot of people who, like, you know, come off as they care about us and they're, you know, in really high positions. They use that power to abuse other people underneath them and say it's all for the, you know, for the love of God. And, you know, it's all for a better reason that they're doing that stuff to you, which is not true. It's just for their own sick personal gain, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? It's like. It's like the old saying, uh, one bad apple ruins the bunch. And it's like that, that, I mean, to somebody who's, like you mentioned, you know, especially in Catholicism, it's a big, big problem. You know, they have a lot of stories, you know, it's always happening. And a lot of religions, but I know Catholicism always has that stigma of, you know, abusing children and things like that. And yeah, that's the problem with, uh, with having one bad apple is that, you know, it, it ruins religion for a lot of people when some people could use religion, you know what I'm saying? But when it comes to things like that, traumatic experiences, things that really change a person's life and their mentality and it could fuck them up mentally, you know, it's it's sad that you would, a place so sacred, so sanctified like a church where it's like, this is the house of God. This is the, this is our, our worship area. You know, it's like, it's the idea is so holy yeah, sometimes the actions taking place in the location are not are like evil as fuck. You know, they're the sins that they're claiming. To yeah, be. desecrating the place that mm. you know you would seek comfort, you seek shelter with no judgment and no scrutiny. Uh, yet, you know, the things that go on, like you said, are just the acts of just it's just they're heinous and hideous. Yeah. For for such a thing to go on like that, you know, under people's noses and people like to say or you know basically co-support that is sickening as well a lot of people would say well you know that stuff happens to you because you know you're a bad person or a lot of things like that which is you know anyone in the audience has ever been in that position or have family in that position just know that you're not alone and that's not true you're you're not anything that's happened to you and the placement of a person you hold you know in a leadership position is not your fault at all yeah exactly exactly and that's the that's the thing where it's like when you have, when you control somebody in the way, because religion for somebody who is very religious is not just, it's not like their favorite song or some shit. It's like a, like I would say a majority of their life is through this belief. So of if course. you're able to, if you're able to be the voice, if you're able to be the one that's, you know, controlling that person's belief, then you can pretty much manipulate them to do anything. And it's like, I remember you know, being Catholic, I remember growing up in the church and uh, every time the, you know, like the peer pressure and stuff, I remember when, you know, it's always everybody who's been in church knows the time when it's like, you know, well, after the mass, after you read the book, after, you know, all the amens, hallelujahs, people are getting smacked by the Holy Ghost left and right. You know, after that happens, then it's like, all right, guys, now we're going to pass around the collection basket. You know, anything helps. If you can, you know, we'd appreciate donations. 
And the funny thing is that it's a, it becomes a peer pressure situation where it's like, like everybody's watching everybody. Like like Miss Nancy over there. Like when the basket gets to Miss Nancy, you're eyeing Miss Nancy. Like hmm, let me see if she's gonna drop a five or a ten in there. You know what I'm saying? And it's like sometimes people <laughs> do it because they're like, yo, everybody's watching me right now. Like if yeah, I yeah, you gotta give the best donation, you right. know. Right, and then I would see people drop hundreds in there. I'd be like, yo, like, let me hold that, you know, but it's just funny how, how people, like, fall victim to that peer pressure, and it's like, oh, it becomes a competition in a sort, you know, and then it takes away from the actual idea, which is, like, uh, in its truest ens- essence, right, like, religion is, is like, a language for for spirituality. It's a language for the human mind. Like, it's one way for us to interpret reality is just through religion. So it's like the, when it gets reduced to things like that and because of the fact that there's so much money involved in, in different, you know, institutions and religions and things like that, it kind of it corrupts. You know, they say absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's the same thing. It's like when you give absolute power to somebody, then they're going to be corrupted because that power is not meant to be held by a single human being. You know, uh, even though it's even though it's basically sacrilegious to consider the pastor as like anything like at the level of god he's not at the level of god he's just a spokesman for the word so it's like oh he's just a messenger between god and the book and then he just delivers the message with passion and supposedly god is inciting his spirit through this man or woman and giving it out into the people but it's like still like in a way when you're standing in front of you know in a big church you could be standing in front of a hundred, two hundred, maybe even a thousand, depending on the church people. Then it's like, I mean, how are you not going to feel like, you know, almighty in front of all these people? Like, yeah, if I say a scripture right now and I yell it loud enough, everybody's going to get up and they're going to say, amen, hallelujah. Like you're going to incite that type of passion into those people. So it's like you can't really blame them. But when it comes to, you know, like those evil actions that we were talking about earlier, that that comes from a person's deep down, you know, their soul that doesn't come from you know, power, that's just a person who's sick in the head who just so happened to manipulate themselves into a position where they're able to pass that on to other people. And then, you know, you always hear stories of people being shut down or told like, oh, if you go talk about and say how, you know, Mr. Pastor did this to you, then God is going to do this. And then, and then you're going to go to hell, you know, and you say that to a kid and that's like the scariest shit to them, you know. So now they're confused. They're put in a place where it's like they're in limbo now. And it's like that's fucked up that instead of curing the problem, they would rather shut like quiet the noise you know what i'm saying they're like look our best option is to just never talk about it and it's like just yeah that happens a lot in religion a lot of the times where somebody like i said a pastor anyone in a leadership position will take advantage of someone and be like god is watching you don't say anything Mm -hmm. this and this and that so you're like is god watching me did i do something bad and then they start to internalize that guilt and they start to feel like very bad and then you know they're you know what is it they're at home they change the routine. A lot of things will go like that. And, you know, a lot of people will be like, you know, if they're a supporter of God as well, a lot of parents are, they'll tell them whatever happened, they'll just keep quiet about it. You know, just pray about it, pray it out. It's okay. Yeah. And that's like the sick part of it. It's just the fact that somebody could do that to you. And you're basically, everyone around them is like, Shh, it's okay. It's fine. Just quiet. Like, you know, just, you know, hush it down repress it whatever happened to you it, it that wasn't true and that's the sick part of it really it really is yeah and i feel like sometimes too is like you have a lot of uh you know half-assed people that are like kind of 
into the religion where it's like you haven't even read your holy scripture but you're claiming to be completely into the into the religion you know but it's like you're you're relying on somebody else to convey the message to you and it's like now you're you're uh now you're operating on limited information so you don't even know what you're really believing in but you like i said before maybe you're afraid of mortality maybe you feel like you've done something bad so the only thing you can do now is revert to a religion and repent and hope that god forgives you for whatever you've done but it's like uh when it comes down to it you know and i mean i haven't read the full bible but i know stories in the bible you know i know things here and there and it's like uh, i feel like if people really knew what's in different like scriptures then they would probably think twice about what they believe and that's the problem that we have as human beings is that we're just tribal we're tribal and social animals by nature you know we we're born we we're created you know at one point we were all fucking neanderthals primates whatever homo sapiens whatever you want to call it and we we didn't operate off off intelligence or logic we operated based off of the same way you would see a pack of wolves you would just see a pack of people and it's like what happens in that tribe mentality is that we all adopt the same thing because it makes us comfortable that we all share this you know we all share this fluffy belief where it's like yeah like we all know that there's this you know white pearly gate waiting for us and i feel so good about it and you know god set me free and all this stuff you know and again this is no knock to anybody right like uh i respect everybody who has a religious belief you know regardless if you agree with me or not it's just the thing is that i i the way i look at things is that you need to understand things objectively before you before you you know apply your own opinion to it because if you don't then you're you're kind of just relying on on what you know and if it's not a lot then you can't form a solid opinion on it so sometimes yeah like i'll have i'll get into conversations with people who who speak about religion and it's like you can tell right away that they don't even really they haven't really taken the time to even understand what their beliefs are what the what they're actually uh praying for or following for you know it's like yeah oh yeah i get on my knees and i say a prayer but it's like who are you praying to why are you praying for what is the purpose you know and um especially like with catholics like we have we have different beliefs you know we we pray to saints we pray to uh different you know figures it's not all just focused on you know jesus christ or god it's more of like a which saint do you identify with you know what are you praying for you know some pray to the virgin mary some pray to because she's the mother of all you know she's the she's that holy uh figure you know and it's interesting because especially like with hispanics we have a lot of saints you know and it's like you pray for this you pray to this saint for this you know for those who know you know there's this saint called san judas san judas Tadeo, which is like a big figure in hispanic culture you know if you go to any hispanic mom's uh kitchen she probably has a san judas candle burning at all times because that's the way we pay homage is through candles so you know it's like we have this we have this uh like structure we have this okay this is what you do you know you do this this and this but the reason why you're doing it is really what's important and if you're doing it for the right reasons and you're doing it to fulfill yourself as an individual then it's like you know more power to you but you know sometimes that that makes people feel like they're better than other people and that's where the that's where the issue comes from and that's where the conflict comes from where it's like oh uh literally i feel holier than you like i'm holier than thou like i'm like oh yeah, you can talk all day, but I'm not gonna listen because you don't even follow God, so you're not even you're you're uh, you're just a sinner, you know, you're a fucking heathen. So, so it's like whatever you say, you know, God doesn't even care what you say, type shit, you know. And then people use that to justify them treating other people like shit, you know, which is like, you know, in my opinion, that's 
that's kind of fucked up. You know, it's like, how, why would you treat anybody less than you because they have a different thought? That's like, that's like if you like pizza and then you, somebody doesn't like pizza and you're like, oh, y- your life isn't worth shit because you don't like what I like. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, the, it's the same thing. It's just the religion is held as at a higher accord. So people think that it's like justified for them to start judging people because of it. But yeah, religion is an interesting thing overall, but in its purest form, I feel like it's healthy for people. And, you know, especially when it, when it leads to people helping each other, like, you know, some religions have beliefs that you should help people that are poor, you know, and I feel like that's a good thing. You know, some people feel like, uh, you know, the prayer thing is always important because, you know, like I said, it's meditation. It helps people, uh, get through their day sometimes. Like I know, I know some people really struggle with, you know, like even getting through their day and, you know, they have to wake up every day and say a prayer just so they feel like they feel like they're being guided. You know, they feel like they can't live their life on their own will they have to have this holy like power you know this divine entity that's gonna come and give you this like spiritual boost to help yeah you sometimes life. you just need that little bit of like i guess like touch mm-hmm. from like maybe you would feel like a touch from a different place to yeah. carry you through your day and like just like coffee is a boost for you uh maybe just getting a touch was like a a scripture maybe something said to you like you know seeing something from the bible or you know just telling yourself everything's gonna be good god has me god you know can push me forward that stuff can really take a lot of people you know places you know other than its negative aspects and people using it to be you know yelled and shouted at people outside of a planned parenthood (laughs) but i mean it's it's you know it's carried a great way and it's used for you know like a like i said like a pill it's like it's a placebo initially for your whole day yeah exactly and it's like seeing that in that way it's a positive thing you know but just like everything else just like fire you either make food or you burn yourself it's the same thing with anything it can either be really good or really bad depending how you choose to use it and you know the whole point is to say that don't be fooled by what you see or what you hear you know you really have to take time to to treat people like individuals you can't generalize you know not not every religious person is good and not every religious person is bad and not every non-religious person is good and vice versa, you know. People are people as individuals, you know, and how each person carries themselves as an individual is way more important than what their general beliefs are, you know. Because some people, I know, I also know people who are very religious, but they don't talk about it at all, you know. It's like they just keep it to themselves and they know that as long as they're living their life according to their rules and their beliefs, then they're, you know, they're fulfilled in life. They have no need to go out and spread whatever you know, and, uh, but hold on, but moving on to another topic, because you mentioned that Planned Parenthood, a couple weeks ago, the big news, you know, that Roe v. Wade was overturned, which is crazy, you know, and I kind of spoke about it, but I was saying how, to me, it's more of a, I know a lot of people looked at it like, oh, you know, women are under attack, our rights are being taken away, you know, you guys are trying to control women's bodies, but I actually looked at it from an even broader perspective and I was like, you know what, this seems more of like a power play on people as a whole because it's the government has always been, you know, uh, I mean, it's just the job of the government to keep society under control. Right. That goes all the way back to democracy in ancient Greece. You know, if you don't if you don't set rules, if you don't set standards, if you don't create a civilized society, then chaos is going to happen and there's always going to be a power vacuum. But, you know, nowadays we people have you know well some people you know but more than others have logic people have rationality people have you know uh common sense but it's like 
it seems that we're moving backwards as a society when things like that happen because not only are you you know attacking women of course that's an attack on women you're trying to control what their decisions are about their own bodies which is completely unfair that doesn't even make sense but it's like now you're just saying blatantly saying like we can control a human's body regardless like you know man or woman you know it's like yeah the first step is just overturning a precedent because that's the easiest thing to do you know uh just like everything else we just uh we just make a remandment or reform or whatever the fuck it's called you know you you redo the rules you know and the rules are always liable to change because because they're not written in stone they're more just legislator you know especially roe v wade it was just a president that was set you know versus I, I don't know the whole story i forgot the story right now off the top but i know that case in specific was very controversial because the woman i think yeah i don't want to speak on it too much because i can't remember off the top of my head i'll look it up while you speak but uh how do you feel about it being a woman and having that perspective you know and uh what do you feel like that meant for women as a whole if you can i have pro-choice just so we can get that out of the way I'm for anyone's choice, whatever they want to do with their bodies and, you know, pushing forward with that. I feel like when you decide to take that away, you're saying you can't do this and that, even if it's for a medical reason, you know, they're still snubbing you. And, you know, a lot of people who are pro-life, you know, you would think if you're pro-life, what about the existence of the kid afterwards? We're just caring about the whole fetus situation while they're in the womb. But when they come out and that family, you just forced that, that woman who just forced to have a child if she's mentally unstable, she does not have the finances, to have a kid, you're just like, yeah, have it. Okay, congrats, you have this kid now. Take care of it. We're not going to be here to help you when we're pushing you the whole time to have it. They don't care. If that kid w- were to die from the hands of a mentally unstable woman because, you know, you get postpartum depression and a lot of things that go on, they're like, yeah, we'll just throw you in prison. You just took a life. When you could have easily saved that woman all that mental stress by simply letting her have an abortion it's you know there is some painless options and there's certain options you can use there's a pill that uh, you know that creates the contractions for you to pass it off that way vaginally and there's also you know where they go surgically have to remove it at a certain week period i just feel as a woman we're we're really pushing backwards we're forcing people to have kids and carry kids uh you know whether they're dead inside the womb they're stillborns or they're ectopic pregnancies or it's a, you know, a, a RAP, a, a RAPE situation. I don't want to say the full word on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and we're just saying, yeah, we don't care. Have it. Cause we said so. And because God would not want you to like not have that kid despite them coming out with genetic issues or maybe a burden upon you financially, mentally, we don't care. We just want you to have it. So yeah. we're just like, telling people what to do when it has nothing to do with you and you're not having to do anything in their life. By the way, all those people who stand outside of those buildings yelling, we'll, we'll adopt your kids. <laughs> go ask them. Yeah. Well, ask them if they have any adopted kids. They'll say, no, I'm too old to adopt. I can't adopt. Oh, I don't, I have too many kids of my own. So why the hell are you with a, with a stupid, you know, pack wolf mentality telling people to forcibly have these kids and you're not going to be here to do it. That's like telling someone to, like, you know, buy this car and you're never going to drive it. Why are you having an influence on anyone's decision in life at all? Especially a negative one. And when they tell you they can't do it, they don't want to do it. That's forceful. 
and to use, you know, back to religion, people use religion as a means to have it because God said it. God is judging you. And if you don't do it, he's going to kill you right here and then. You're sick. Okay. But what does this have to do with anything? You know, religion and, and the government should not be holding hands or, you know, basically being two lovers in the back seat. And making the situation it has nothing to do with the fact that you should have or shouldn't have an abortion is religion. So it's really sickening to know that a lot of those people who influence that choice having to say stuff like, you know, they're very Christian-y and, you know, believe in that. You know, God wouldn't like you pushing yourself onto people either, by the way. I thought God was the kind of person that would allow people to live their life and just say what you have to say to them to influence them to, you know, to, to, to live a better life or have a structure. That doesn't seem like structure. That seems like a forceful decision from someone who's mindless. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. And it's like, I mean, first of all, you look fucking crazy just outside yelling. And then, you know, it's, you know, the funny thing is that people fucking, when they're doing that right, they're like, oh, we're here to save you. Like, you know, we're not here to, to cause chaos or anarchy. We're here to save you. And, you know, they you actually cause the problems. They're like the, what is it? They're like the the radical, mm-hmm. like. Extremist, yeah. Yes, there you go. They're like closest thing to me. They're, they're so, they're extreme about their things. They yell at you. Don't you do this. You're sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, damn. I'm just like, here to like check to myself. Yep. Yes. Who are you to judge? Who are, who made you like the person that I have to go to about any of my problems or a judgment of character? I think God would judge you harder if you're sitting outside yelling at people, innocent people who are minding their goddamn business, carrying on with their lives and forcing them to keep something they're saying no to. You know, holy shit. Now everybody wants to be stuck at home with their blessings. And, you know, not being able to live their life. Sometimes things happen. And sometimes things are needed for medical reasons. Right. It's just sickening to me that people can't grasp that it's not okay to force people to do things. Mm-hmm. Who are you to make that choice? Yeah. And and uh, just to cover our bases real quick, just to give a quick summary because I pulled it up. So this is just a summary because this case happened in 1973 and we're 50 years removed and people might not know or be familiar. But basically it says that the lawsuit was on behalf of Jane Roe, the Roe part of Roe versus Wade, who filed the lawsuit on besides on behalf of herself to challenge Texas abortion, Texas abortion laws, by the way. So this happened in Texas and uh, a Texas doctor was on her side as well. And the argument was basically the same argument on both sides they both referred to the 14th amendment being uh life liberty and happiness for individuals which is the 14th amendment and the thing is that it was a basically a technicality argument like oh no it means it means that this and then the other side was like no no it means this so it was basically two interpretations of the same amendment the only difference was that each person was using it for their own benefit, right? You know, uh, Jane Rose's argument was, uh, you guys are violating my liberty. And the Texas argument was that the fetus is a person, therefore they have the right to life. And that's where the technicality came from. Which, I mean, I guess that's what the biggest debate is, right? How long does it take for a fetus 
to be technically considered a life therefore you're being a murderer at some point but you know like you've been saying it's not really so much as considering the fetus itself but considering the woman who who births the fetus who, who basically has to carry around the fetus the baby for nine months and eventually go through delivery and do all those things you know and that's oh shit my bad that's uh that's the thing that that gets tricky but at the end of it it's really just people trying to control other people and the fact that this is still going on like i said 50 years later it seems like that's 50 years of progress erased because it's uh, obviously in in 1973 they the judge the supreme court had enough uh logic to be like oh well yeah obviously this is the woman's the individual in this case right she's the priority here because it's her life her body like you said if there's a medical condition right not all women have the like it comes down to science sometimes you know some women their bodies just aren't capable of of nursing a baby to birth you know and sometimes there's cases where women uh pass away or die during uh, uh, birth or even during pregnancy be for, you know, whatever reason, you know, if the board is, if the board is, if the fetus, <laughs> <laughs> if the fetus, you know, if something happens to the fetus in her womb, that can lead to, you know, her body being internal know, bleeding. A lot right. of things can happen during pregnancy uh, that people don't know about, you know, people just think it's an easy thing or like, oh, it's, you know, like some TV scenario, like, oh, you push it out, the baby's clean and it's in her hands and it's cooing and everything. No, a lot mm. of things can happen. You know, there's women who, like, have paralysis on one side of their body. You know, like, you know, I, I when I was pregnant, I had, a, you know, gestational diabetes. So I, I literally was, I was diabetic my pregnancy. That mm. happens in your body. You know, a lot of things could go wrong easily in pregnancy and in birth and people are just like ah we don't care we just want the baby but what about the quality of life that that child is gonna have could the people ever think about that stuff like it's the quality of life say that baby's here and there's something wrong with it do you mm. just feel like we should just have like have it as is you know because a lot of people i feel like if the thought came up or you know they had a choice to have an abortion people would take it or you know those same people who like to push on onto other people to have these kids let's say their husbands cheat i bet you they would be quick as hell to have an abortion done to make sure they could save their marriage and all that religious shit would go out the window so fast to save them right right and then there's like different i mean it's just such a circumstantial thing i feel like especially because of all the factors and things it's it's so it's hard to generalize. That's why it made more sense that the that the the ruling in Roe versus Wade stood for that long. And I mean, in my mind, it was just one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's just how life is for the rest of forever. We're just you know we've understood that this is a complicated issue and it should be left in the you know in the hands of the woman. But you know, like like we said two weeks ago or however long it's been, uh, maybe a month or something, it's been overturned. So now it's like. You know what what's going on to where we're moving backwards now you know are the people in power are we choosing the wrong leaders are people's thoughts just going the wrong way is is the return of like you know because it seems it does tie into the religion topic in the way that most of the time the argument is coming from a religious group the uh, the argument against uh, abortion right the pro-life uh 
argument is coming from the perspective of uh, a religious person where they're like oh well it's god this baby is a, a child of god and and you know you're just a vessel for it and you have no right oh, to no. these decide. people don't know they're left from the right child yeah. of god yeah Probably you know the next but hitler i mean it could <laughs> honestly it could that's the crazy part it's like you know, you don't know if this child's going to grow up and be the next president or be the next, you know, fucking They should have asked, whatever. if your kid was going to turn out to be Ted Bundy, would you have killed it? <laughs> right. Basically, you know? people would be like, yeah, I would have took him out. Oh, but didn't you just say every child is a child of God? Yeah, but so, there's some people that would say some shit like, they'd be like, oh, well, I guess God wanted Ted Bundy to be born, you know, where it's like. Oh, like, hell no. Nah. What? But that's the problem with, like, that whole mentality of, oh, God wants it this way. It's like, just because. But how do you know God yeah, wants anything? Are you God himself? <laughs> right, you are right. your person, right? What kind of crack are you smoking? I'm sorry, but what what is what are you smoking? Like, dipping your cigarettes into? Exactly. For people to say stuff like, but I know God would love it. Who mm. the hell are you? Do you speak to him? Do you go upstairs every day and you talk to have a conversation with him over coffee? Because last time I checked, none of us speak to this man. Or even know if it's a man. Don't even know what it is or who he is. We have so many interpretations of this higher being and this spiritual aspect. Who are you to tell us God would want this? God would want me to not beat your ass and get you out of my face. That's what I would yeah. think. Yeah, like, and I mean, it's crazy. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Literally, Jesus. Jesus Christ. But, uh... <laughs> That's the thing that religion is one of those like one of the most miserable things that still exists. You know what I'm saying? Like like religion comes from such a long time ago, you know, from fucking Mesopotamian scrolls and Dead Sea Scrolls and things that go back so far to the Hebrew like the original interpretation of the Bible and and you know, even the Torah and, you know, other scriptures is that they came from languages that we don't even understand to this day. So they're all interpretations of a language that nobody understood or spoke. And it's like, you know, we've just interpreted the way that we see fits. And now we, we in some parts of the world, you know, right, there, there's some place, even in the, in the United States, there's places where religion is the law. Like, whatever, whatever religion is popular in that area, that's how people think, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And the problem with that is, you know, like I'm saying, if it's an interpretation of something that you don't even understand, then you're essentially living your life blind. And it's up to you to decide what's right or wrong. So you you have this, you don't have a stern belief. You're not really standing for anything. You're just standing for whatever you feel is right in that moment, which is like that. You know, if you're operating under a religious belief and claiming that you're following some sort of divine entity, then it's like, oh, you should have a standard. You should have something that's like, you know, like when scientists come and they say things, it's based off of scientific evidence. You know, it's based off of studies and theories and things that have been proven. But when it comes to things like belief, it's like whatever you like, I could say like Scientology is a good example because it's a reason religion that's been uh, validified and, you know, it's respected by the government as a religion. So they don't have to pay taxes and shit like that. They essentially found a loophole. You know, and it's a parody of religion in a way, because if you read into Scientology, it's fucking ridiculous. But at the same time, you have to respect it as a religion because it's legally that way. So it's like it just it, it says more to what human beings are and how we're flawed as a species and how we 
sometimes don't even know what's best for ourselves. So it's so we often like chalk it up like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I'm not living life. I'm just living by God's will. And God wants and God wants things this way because I read the Bible and and there was the scripture that said this. And so now I'm going to interpret it. And this is what it means when it's like you don't even know what that means. Not even the person who wrote this book knows what that means. You know what I'm saying? Because it, they didn't understand what it meant originally. But like I said, a lot of people aren't actually educated on the origins of religion or the origins of beliefs. So all they're doing is it's like the game of telephone. You know that old game that you would play in kindergarten where it's like, oh, I'm going to say something to you. And then the whole class passes it around in a circle. And like it's like, oh, you say it, you say it, you say it, you say it. And then by like once it gets down to the last person, it's like it's a completely different statement now. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that's the same way with anything. All it takes is for it to get into the hands of one wrong person and the entire message is corrupted. And I feel like that's what we're seeing today, that people are being manipulated, especially because it's it's beneficial for them. You know, it's just beneficial to believe something that already aligns with your beliefs. You know, it's, there's something in psychology called confirmation bias, where it's like you you tend to believe things that already align with your beliefs. Therefore, like. Let's say you're Googling something, right? You're saying like, oh, uh, I like just random example. Let's say you're like, oh, someone says penguins can't fly. And then someone's like, yeah, penguins can't fly. Obviously, if you know anything, you know penguins can't fly. But you Google something and then you're like, oh, the first line says penguins can fly. So it's like I'm going to go with that because it already makes sense with what I'm saying versus actually looking into it. It's like, no, I've been confirmed. My bias is correct. So it's like that's just how people operate. And that's that's another thing that we have. And it's like that's. That's the problem with having voices without debate. You know, the best way to expose a person is to just ask them questions, you know, to challenge them with facts. Because if you can't debate, and that's the thing nowadays, ta what's taboo for real is conversation. People are so afraid of confrontation and conversation, and they're scared to hurt people's feelings or say the wrong thing and get people worked up. But that's what's necessary, you know, because when you live in a world where anything is where everything is just accepted and you let people say whatever the fuck they want to say out their ass and then people you have a bunch of people to stand up and clap and say oh yeah you go you're strong you're 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 a brave person you know because you just said something controversial it's like nah you're a fucking idiot and we shouldn't listen to you and if you ask that person one question about what their beliefs are they're going to start sounding like a fucking stuttering mess they're going to start saying duh, duh, oh, I mean uh, 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 I, I mean because you don't uh, and it's like okay well if you can't if you can't confidently speak what you say and you can't back it up, then there's no reason for us to invest any more time and effort into this. You know, and the thing is that people sometimes invest so much time into a thing that they get to the point where it's like, well, I've already been in this for 20 years. I've already believed it for 20 years. I'm not going to just stop on the 21st. It's like, nope, this is what I believe in. I'm stubborn. I'm going to stand for it. And if you try to question me, then I'm going to get defensive and I'm going to beat your ass or I'm going to try to get you fired or whatever the fuck people do. I'm going to cancel you, you know. So it's like I think conversation is one of the biggest taboos today, which is ironic because that's one of the only things that makes us human is the ability to communicate with each other intelligently, which is missing today is intelligence. I feel like picking back off of what you just said, well, it's a lot that you just said because it makes a really good point. A lot of people use uh, religion uh, for cult, obviously cult-like thinking. Scientology is definitely one, and you know, bending it to their own will, however they want to use it. 
And a lot of crazy people actually use religion for like they're doing like, oh, God was talking to me and he told me to burn, you know, seven houses on this block yeah. and whatnot and stuff like that. And if you like challenge them, God said, don't ask again. Like, OK, OK, mm. I'll ease up. Psycho. You know, there people are really afraid to have that conversation. If you speak against anything people believe in, show me proof right now. I, I, I really can't show you proof. Well, then, if you can't show me proof, then tell me, you can't tell me what whatever I just said and believe in goes against that proof. So it's just a lot of, like, back and naysay and fighting and conversation that goes, you know, back and forth with people. And they just kind of can't handle, you know, being on that panini press, having to deal with all that heat when you t- ask them about the stuff that just doesn't make any sense. It's just pure ignorance that's running like basically i would say like their souls honestly yeah really and, and i'm telling you it's that confirmation bias like when someone when that pastor's up there in church and they're just screaming things out nobody in the crowd is gonna stand up and be like wait but how do you know you know they're just gonna say hallelujah amen you know and it's like oh yeah don't even try to speak up in church you say something like that oh boy yeah. they finna beat the hell out of you in front of everybody yeah. Or when you leave it in that parking lot, people take religion like they take po- uh, politics. They will hurt you for what they believe in, and they will make sure you're harmed for that disbelief of like what they truly would die hard and what they believe like that is the end all be all. And that's scary that you can't speak up against certain things that go on in church or like certain religious groups because you know you could be harmed. You know, like in Scientology, you speak up against that. Wait, this doesn't make sense. Oh, they're going to stalk you. There's a documentary on Netflix. I forgot uh, the name of it. But when I get the chance, I'll look it up. And basically, famous actors like Tom Cruise and other people like that pay their way to be in our religion. And if you, like, leave that religion and speak out against them and they get word of it, oh, they're going to stalk you. They'll make sure you, like, you don't speak out against them ever again. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, Scientology is a good example of that because I've heard stories of people that that say that, you know, when you become Scientology, a Scientologist, you have to sign your whole, like, you have to... Oh, your life is there. Like, yeah, you sign a contract that says <laughs> that your life, like, that you're signing away a billion years of your soul or some crazy shit like that, which is, like, I mean, that's, that's... Uh, if you if you can hear that and seriously take it serious and be like, yes, yes, this is the one, I choose this one. A billion years, my life, and, and one day the aliens are going to come and rescue us. You know, but it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's the fact that people just want something to be part of. Like, like you said, we're, we, we're in packs. We're animals of communication, attention, and we love to be in a pack. If somebody who's like-minded, we want to fit in. Like, that's something that we've always craved is like the fitting in aspect. We don't want to be, you know, solo, lonely, or think outside of that group, you know, because we feel like if that, if we do that, we are shunned, we're shamed. So, of course, people are always never going to speak out against anyone who's in a position that's up there because they're like, damn, it feels good to be, you know, and somebody like-minded. You can easily convince yourself that that stupid nonsense that's being spewed out of their mouths is like, you know what? I I, I think some of, there's some truth to that. And then slowly convince yourself, wow, you know, there is some truth to this. There's some, some like, light at the end of the tunnel. I could really get down with that. And there you go. Boom. You're smack dab, you're, you know, consumed by a cult. Easily. Yeah. Yep. And I'm telling you, the thing is that they do, a lot of the times it's families, right? Where it's like, 
the kids and the children of religious people are 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 obviously swayed into the into the belief because their their parents are taking them to church all the time you know like in my case my parents just took me to church obviously they didn't ask me if i wanted to go i had to go i had to wake up every sunday you know saturday wednesday you know i had to go we had to go there was no question there was no if ands or buts about it it was just just as much as a job or going to school it was just a part of life and you know my parents now they're still religious but we don't go to church as often or not really at all not together that's for sure so you know but i've been to i've been to different services you know like i said in the one of the episodes before i've been to a buddhist temple i've been uh to a catholic church to a christian church you know that's as far as it goes but i've seen how how having a place where you can go and kind of remove yourself from reality and just live in this you know for a few hours out the day just live in this sanctuary where it's like okay this is peace you know and i can see why that's attractive to a lot of people because reality is a lot harder to deal with when you don't have a belief like that you know it's harder to it's harder to just say like oh the world is in a mess because uh because of how people are you know you rather say oh well well we're you know we're in a time of judgment we're in the armageddon now or you know we're in the last days so that's why people are fucking going crazy and shit. Yeah, you know? we're in these trying times, you know. Exactly. We're chalking it up to the devil. Like, the, it's just something in the air. It's, it's the devil. The devil, he's just honest. Yeah, you know, like convert yourself. Demon. That child has the devil in him. He has people, piercings and tattoos. He's a child I mean, of the devil. They, they they do that. That's what they used to do back in the day. You know, random, like, connection to topic. But that's what they used to do a lot with mental health issues. You know, you mean me bipolar? You don't have ADHD? Any? It's the devil. We gotta exercise them. Hell, okay. beat the shit out of you until you get that shit right, bruh. They people. We had such a minute way of thinking about how things are connected. We just assume it's the devil. That's right, guys. That door closed because it's a ghost. It's your loved one talking to you. So we people still have that very like small brain thinking where they connect. You know, the wind blowing as you know that's their aunt Sadie saying hello. Yeah. So it's not hard to believe that yeah, the things I mean, that people do now with religion. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, in that, yeah, I feel like, see, that's another comfort thing where it's like, you know, I mean, I I do, like, honestly, I, I can't say that I don't, like, sometimes I'll see things and I'll be like, hmm, that's a sign. But I won't look at it, like, in a deep way where I'm like, oh, I got to do this. It's just like, okay, you know, that's just a reminder, just a reminder, you know, some things just remind you of things, you know, like you see something. You see a, a, a person, you know, doing bad and you're like, oh, this is a sign, you know, maybe I should help them. You know, this is God. Like, you know, people say, uh, like, what if you've crossed Jesus? I mean, I've heard this before, like hypothetical, like what if Jesus came back as a homeless person and everybody's just walking by him and saying, you know, looking at him like nothing. And it's like, oh, he's all right. Jesus back. can't have my last two dollars. I need it for my coffee. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bruh, yeah, I'm you know, sorry. But, <laughs> yeah, it just kind of speaks to how like people like you said they just like to associate things with other things and or when people see like jesus and their waffles and pancakes like oh, oh god is right when people see like god in the wood crate like in a wood like shaving and stuff or yeah. he's speaking to me and then guess what they go do they go sell that shit on ebay and make money off of the profit <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, like yeah. oh my it's so so stupid like only like you know that's sad too that people use that little 
minuscule, like minuscule stuff like, oh, I've seen Jesus in a waffle, $1,500 on eBay. And somebody's like, I want that godly waffle and they buy it. So it's so easy to take religion and trickle it onto stupid stuff. And somebody's like, you know what? God would love for me to have him in a waffle form. I'm going to go ahead and purchase that right now. Bruh, that is so silly. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like this waffle right here is this waffle right here. I'm going to hang it up until it's moldy. And I'm gonna worship oh this God. waffle, and it's yeah, gonna be okay. the, the holy waffle, and <laughs> and you know if I'm gonna pray to this waffle, and you know, yeah, but that's really just you know as ridiculous as it sounds. That's that's how some people seriously think, and I think you know going back to manipulation, like when you have a belief that's so transparent and so like flawed in that way that you're easier to manipulate, because someone can just say, oh well, you should do this because God said so, you know, God sent me this, you know, and you know how sometimes they'll have a situation where they're like. Oh, the, uh, this kid, right? Like my son, he had a dream last night that God spoke to him and God said this. And then, you know, they put him in the front of the church and he's like, yeah, God told me that I have to love my mom and I have to love my dad and all this stuff. And everybody fucking claps. People start tearing up and shit. And it's like the most beautiful God, thing they ever heard. And it's really like this kid just had a fucking dream about Sesame Street, but he's just making this shit up because he knows you guys are going to believe it. You know what I'm saying? But it's just a lot of that stuff is like, you know, like coerced and like basically rehearsed. Remember oh, no to doubt. me. You say God talked to you in your dream last night, or you're not getting those five new Lego boxes, and you're definitely not gonna eat dinner. Yes, yes, sir. I'm gonna go ahead and say God did it, and out of fear, God went and told me that if I don't say this, you know, we're never gonna have a happy ending. Oh, yeah. a, round, a round of applause, cloud. Oh my God, yeah. this kid. Like this kid's tra- like having know. trouble pronouncing shit, and people's like just tears coming out of people's eyes. When like, you, when you, when you, uh, when you, you go, little there. Timmy. You go, little Timmy, little Timmy. <laughs> you know, and then, I mean, it's fucking, it's crazy. It's insane. But oh, I mean, man. You know, it, it's it's just, I mean, it's just a testament. Wait, to don't even get started, Wayro. When you get started on the fact that people use, like, when they're crippled, God bless me to make me walk out of this chair. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> God. Yo, that's I remember, yeah. The miracles and shit. Like, yes. God told me. You know, I was blind. I couldn't see for five whole days. And then the pastor blessed me and shook me around and drenched me in water. And I could see, yeah. you know, it was definitely, not, you know, definitely not the, the not the doctors at the hospital because you had cataracts for right, like fucking right. the last couple of years. It's because he went and touched you and shook you around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you see those videos of like the the uh, pastors like baptizing babies and shit and then they're like oh fucking God. slam dunking them into the water and shit and it's like Bro, this baby's like being whip. waterboarded and shit like they're waterboarding a baby in front of this church and it's like everybody's just like yeah. having this religious experience over you know but it, like, i mean it's just yeah, yeah go ahead. it's crazy like the kids getting waterboarded like he's in fucking pelican bay and everybody's like oh my god this is this is such a time to be alive and we, this is just the best thing ever, like, basically, like, eating, commencing over this terrible act. Like, this kid's being straight drowned. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's yeah. just like, this is it. <laughs> like, this baby's probably, like, this probably baby's like, wait, am I going in there? Like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, and they're all like, yeah, everybody's clapping and shit, you know, and people start saying shit like, I wish I could be baptized again, you know. Or you have uh, those nah. people that are, like, 52 years old and they're in the river getting baptized again because... You know, they're born again or whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just, I'm telling you that, I feel like that's chalked up to fear, too, because a lot of people in their in their later half of their life, they end up becoming religious for that reason because they're getting closer to death. So it's like yep. they're, they're starting to lose their sanity and they're starting to get to the point where it's like, all right, now it's time for me to 
you know, even though my last 50 years have been nothing but like sin and, and blasphemy and, you know, just being an and evil being person. being a fucking terrible human being, bro. Right, a terrible right. human being. And they're basically like just the worst person on the block. Old Henderson on the block being the worst person but you know i did call you know I, I was you know really mean to that kid last week i did mistreat and abuse my wife but god i know he has a place for me up there in that seat in heaven if i just pray hard enough believe i'll be next to him uh-huh no no you aren't going there you're a terrible human being and nothing no, no, like no amount of praying was going to fix that you're shitty and it's okay yeah, right. I think that's the problem that people are afraid to confront their problems. So they just they like they try to make it a bigger thing where it's like instead of just coming to peace with it as an individual, which is, you know, going to therapy or fucking, you know, just taking time to sit down and reflect and have an honest conversation with yourself. It's like, no, I'm going to take this to the church or I'm going to take this somewhere where I know people will pat me on the back and be like, it's OK, it's OK. You're saved it's okay now. that you hurt saved. all those kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you're saved. You've, you know, you've you've done all this, and you know, you went to jail for stabbing two people in the face five times. But it's but, okay. But you know, but God forgives you now. You know, and it's like, hey, you know, God loved you. You know who needs to forgive you? You need to forgive you more than anything. You know, there's no passing judgment on anybody. Like, hey, if you're still alive and you made it to things like that, you know, you're blessed already. So you need to just focus on your life. You know, and if. If you have that guilt, then obviously it's for a reason. So you need to confront that. You need you need to do something else. But just trying to trying to say that, you know, trying to go into somebody else's beliefs is disrespectful in a way and saying that, oh, no, you guys are going to fix me right. You know, just being with you guys is going to do it for me, you know. And now and it's always the most religious people that are the ones that were like on the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, there's like, oh, it's always the worst, you know, the people who have the worst uh, conscience on them that have the most guilt that try to be like the most fundamental, the most, like, sacred people where it's like, no, 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 I was saved by God. God saved me. God gave me another chance. And it's like, yeah, maybe he did. I mean, he did because you're alive. You know, you made it through and you're not, you know, you didn't fucking go to the death chamber or you didn't fucking meet the electric chair or anything. So God saved you in that way. But, you know, I mean, how much more do you want from God? You know, you're going to fucking take, you know, you're going to exploit his religion now. You're going to exploit the people that, that follow him now, you know, and, and that's the people that they always put to the front of the church where it's like, all right, brother, sister, we need you to give your testimony. We need you to speak on how God saved me. Oh, yeah, well, you know, back in my days, I used to do crystal meth and fucking go around beating people up and shit. But, <laughs> but you know, one day, one day God came to me and he just said, my son or daughter, you're, you're saved now, you know, and that's also rehearsal. Like, I doubt God really did that, you know, but. Of Just course, like, those, oh boy, those are the worst people. They kick indoors and they like, I used to beat my kids and burn cigarettes on them. And now, now <laughs> yeah. God has made me a new person. Yes, yes, sir. I'm a new person. No, 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 no. You're still shitty. Uh, lying to yourself is not fixing that. And you definitely using religion as a cover up is disgusting. You're still a problem. Trust me. Yeah. And I mean, and of course, the people have no choice but to just. You know, kind of go with it because it's like they're not gonna question God. It's like, oh, well, if you say God did it, then I have I'm nobody to question it because if I of try, and, yeah, now I'm a bad person. So it's like, oh, well, yeah, congratulations, yeah, everybody give him a hug. You know, they do that group hug thing. Like everybody goes up, oh, puts their I hand hate on that. Their that shoulders. shit is so culty. Yeah, yeah. Group hugs. Yeah. I mean, no, no, just, no. It's it's confusing and especially as a child, it's weird to watch. You know, and it, it kind of 
it creates this fucking like weird mentality where you're like okay i can do anything uh knowing that eventually i'll be forgiven for it you know it's like as long as i say my prayers and and you know uh come to god and everything then all my past will be erased you know and it's like instead of coming to peace with what you've done and your actions you know you're still gonna live with that burden on you until you face it head on for what it is you know but i mean you know teach his own you know we're just we're just two people and i mean you know the way other people choose to deal with things is just it's just one way out of a million different ways that you can choose to deal with it but at the end of the day hey peace peace be with you peace be with everybody and you know that's that's the end of the that's the end of it it's just you know when you die the day before you die the day that you're dying if you're lying on your deathbed you know you'll you'll think about everything you've done and until you've come to peace with it you know with yourself you'll you'll never really be free from it so i mean that's my advice to people you know if you if you have something that's lingering on your mind you know work on it and try to you know attack it objectively you know our brains are our brains are sponges for experience and traumas and things we go through and things that people say and things we see so if if you really want to live a better life and feel more fulfilled with yourself you have to understand the chemistry of your own brain and understand how and what you can do and what practices you can really make to to and you know religion might be the thing for some people sometimes just being around a bunch of positive people is the answer for it but you have to uh you have to look at it from a point of view where the intention is well you know you can't be like in your mind the back of your head you're like oh yeah yeah you know in person you're like, oh, yeah, you know, God this, God that. But in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm just doing this shit so that, you know, if God is watching, you know, I'm tricking him or whatever the case, you know. A lot of people do that. They they decide to go on the other side of the fence because they're afraid. Like, what if I what if I just give this homeless guy a dollar? You know, the universe will set me straight, not because mm-hmm. they want to be nice, but because it's like the act of maybe something or someone watching and that presence makes people feel like, you know, if I do this, it'll be good. Like when you kind of do things in front of your parents, like, Oh, I cleaned the, I cleaned the room, but you're cleaning the room for that allowance. Not because you really wanted to clean your room. People do things for incentive reasons. And I feel like that's a motivation for a lot of people who decide to, like I said, join religion at the end of their deathbed or even before it's like, you want to be seen as maybe squeaky clean or better. Like when you turn your life over from being probably, you know, a real ruffian, Mm -hmm. you decide to like join religion like, yeah. uh, I don't know if people are familiar, but Boot Gang, a lot of gang shit, you know, when he used to go around fucking with people and right. acting like John all Gabbana out. John goes out. by now. He's John Gabbana there you now. Go. He's no longer Boot Gang. He, there you go. He goes by, you know, that name, his actual name now, you know, he's a restored citizen and a person as well because of religion. But a, whole, a lot of the fact, you, you can't erase the fact that he used to do a whole bunch of ridiculous stuff for the internet and clout and harm people or be just a nuisance in general in the hood just being bothersome but he feels because he's found religion that's where that's a race that you know that alternate name obviously but he's he's still very much that and can be very much that yeah of course and i think you know that's a good way that's a good kind of last message just to say like you know no matter what you do in life you know the truth is uh people are going to judge you regardless you know good bad anything in between you know, but at the end of the day, what you choose to do with your life is always in your hands, you know, and like that guy in particular, you know, I mean, one thing I do respect about him, even though it is kind of crazy, you know, but is the fact that he does 
you know, be like, oh, yeah, I used to do these things, you know, and I was lost, you know, and he recognizes the fact that, you know, he was mentally, like, there was something going on mentally, you know, he was doing drugs, he was going through a hard time, you know, his mind was, you know, fucked up, and he, he owns up to that, and then he says that that's why he chose to do it, because he got so far down that the only way that he was able to come to peace with himself was to put himself into a group like that where he could be accepted, and sometimes all people need is love, and religion, honestly, more than anything, it does give you love, because you have a group of people that just love you because we share beliefs, and you know, as much as we've been saying about it today, you know, at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with people being loved. And sometimes people grow up without love. And, and as a human being, it's hard to feel neglected and it's hard to be like the outcast. So, you know, just know that no matter what, you know, if you have if you're doing something negative, it's probably because of something that happened to you or something that's going on. You know, you've, you've probably gone through something that makes you feel like it's OK. And it's never too late to change and it's never too late to be a better person. But the best way to to switch sides and the best way to turn over a new leaf is to come to terms with what you've done and to accept it and to love yourself for it and just say that, hey, you know, I know that I fucked up, but, you know, I'm going to focus on this now, you know, and as hard as it is in the beginning, you just got to stick with it, you know, and and hopefully, you know, everybody can find peace one day and, you know, kind of come to terms with who they are. And at the end of the day, I don't wish bad on anybody because I've been in dark places in life and I know how it feels. So it's like, you know, I wouldn't wish that on anybody because it's hard. It's a hard it's hard to be by yourself and it's hard to feel like nobody loves you or to feel like there's nothing, there's no more hope for life, you know. So yeah, I'm I'll say that that's a good way to end this episode and just to leave it at that, you know, like regardless of how you feel or what you think, you know, we're all human beings at the end of the day and we all deserve chances but at the same time you know you can't be you can't have this uh what's the word you can't have this fuck i'm fucking blanking out right now you, you can't, can't have this be entitled you can't feel entitled you. yeah yeah you can't feel entitled to like oh everybody's supposed to love me and accept me because i want to change now you know there's always going to be resistance to everything in life yep. but as long as your intentions are good and as long as you're doing it for the right reason you know and until then you're always going to feel in turmoil. So running away from your problems isn't ever going to fix them. But at the end of the day, you know, once you understand the core of what's going on, then you can slowly start to work on it and become a better person. So shout out to everybody out there. Stay positive. Ivana, you want to say anything? Stay positive. Basically, you know, look forward to getting yourself together before you go ahead and like fix anybody else. For sure. And most importantly, you know, don't judge other people. You never know what walks of life they've been in and keep working on just getting yourself right. And that's that. That's a good message. So yeah, peace to everybody out there. Stay up right now. We're living through trying times, but very anxious times. You know, I know a lot of people are going through things, but Hey, you know, if you want to reach out, reach out, you know, uh, there's always therapy. There's always people that are willing to talk and, you know, stay alive and love life and take each day, day by day and moment by moment. Uh, everything's going to be in the bottom left, like always, at In The Cut Global, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube, of course. Please subscribe. Please like. If you like the conversation, you know, go ahead and comment on it. Share it. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Take it easy. And we're out. Peace.